Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So I'm getting ready to celebrate my two-year anniversary, and as I approach this um, moment, I have really been reflecting on the journey of the past two years. And as I reflect on that journey itself, I've also been, you know, reflecting on my growth over my life's journey because I've seen a lot of resemblance in regards to focusing more on the journey and not focusing so much on the next best thing or the, you know, what the future holds or what's coming. Um, and that's not to say that there's anything wrong with setting goals or having dreams or, you know, visions about what you want to do with your future and being prepared and, and a planner of things, right? But sometimes for me, I get so caught up in what I want or what I want to have happen or the goals that I set for myself that I miss out on the process that it took to get there. And there's so much in the process. There's so much in the journey. And I've shared with you guys before how I've had to learn to extend grace to myself because sometimes I would set these these standards or I would have these expectations of myself or these expectations that others had for me that I put as like law <laughs> in my life and I wasn't giving myself much grace. There's even times now where I still have to be reminded, Hannah, extend grace, it's okay. You know, um, but I've I've also gotten an opportunity to look and reflect on the fact that I have grown so much over these past few years. Um, in extending grace to myself, in stopping to smell the roses, in just being present. And so um, I've had an opportunity as I reflected on my lock journey just to see how much I can take away from what this journey has meant to me and bring it into my life, just this this journey of life that I'm on. And so I want to start with, because I don't think I ever told you guys how I started my lock journey. So I've always said that by the age of 40, I was going to start my locks because my mom and my brothers, they all have locks. And they would always say to me, when are you going to start your locks? When are you going to lock up your hair? And I was just like, I'm not ready. It was just too much of a commitment to me. I thought at the time, I thought that having locks were too restrictive. And people were telling me, oh, no, they're so versatile because you can wear them crinkled. You can do updos. And even if you want to get braids, you can still get your hair braided and all this other stuff, right? And I was like, okay, cool. But I also still like getting a silk press. Now, that is one thing that you cannot do with locks unless you go get a wig. So I was still enjoying getting my silk pressed because I wanted to do those length checks and everything. So it was just like, well, when I get tired of that, then I, I'll probably lock up. And so the pandemic is what kind of um, fast forward that journey for me because um, it was a year before turning 40 that I actually started my locks. Um, and again, it wasn't necessarily what I had set out to do, but I found myself, you know, as we were all in quarantine, I found myself um, doing a lot of protective styles involving faux locks and two trend twists and everything. And so eventually, because I was wearing the faux locks 
so much because I would I would do the individual wrapped faux locks my on myself. So it's just like, oh, you know, I kind of got inspired by my mother because the way that my mother started her lock journey was that she did um, two strand twists with extensions and she just allowed her hair to grow. And as her hair grew, she would trim the extension part off till eventually she just had a lock. And so I was like, well, I didn't really want to do it with two strands twists. Now that we have faux locks and I do the individually wrapped, I'll just do that. Well, the first time I went to go and get my hair um, retwisted, it was so heavy, y'all, because of the faux locks. And, you know, because I was getting silk presses done to my hair prior to starting this journey, I feel like certain areas of my hair kind of thinned out, especially around the perimeter. Now, I've always had thinner hair around my perimeter, which is very interesting because that it's around my perimeter in the back of my head that my hair is like that for what is referred to as a 4C texture, right? But um, between uh postpartum shredding and I think get you know pulling my hair up in a ponytail a lot I've just like really thinned out my edges and so um when she twisted my hair for the first time with the faux locks on it it was just so heavy it was pulling I even got you know had the nerve to get my hair styled that day and everything and I was just like oh no I can't do this I'm not gonna have any edges if I continue this so I started looking up um, interlocking and just other ways that I could start my locks. And so a friend of mine who is who also does hair on the side, she was like, well, I'll start them for you, you know. Um, and so that is how the journey began um, on February 18th. She uh, did many two strand twists to my hair because I, I did want to go with a more micro lock look uh, versus... Um, you know, your standard locks. And I wanted to get interlocking done because after I did my own research, I just realized that interlocking would be easier on my edges than to get them palm rolled or, or cool because that constant twi twisting, we're not constant, but the twisting and tightening of my hair would just pull it more, whereas interlocking would, would be easier. So that's how I chose to go interlocks, and that's how I chose the size of my locks. But let me tell y'all, the vision that I had in my head for my hair is not the outcome I received. And I'm not even going to lie to you, at the beginning of my lock journey, and I think everybody goes through this, it's that transition period, right? Whether you are going from the creamy crack to natural um, whether you are going from natural to, to locks, whatever the hairstyle is, we always find ourselves in this transition period, right? And nobody really likes the transition period. <laughs> um, it's, an, it's an ugly process. And I think one of the things that I reflected on about the transition process, or just about that process altogether, is that one, Nobody likes process because process is not intended to feel good. It's it's a change. And change is meant to make you uncomfortable because if it doesn't, then you're not really going to, you're not really being challenged. You're not challenged to do something. Change should cause challenge in your life. Change should cause you to really have to push, to really have to be intentional, to, um, realize whether or not you have the grit 
for the next level or the next thing that you're looking forward to. And so when you're not challenged, then there's there's no real change that's happening. There's no transformation. There's no um, resurrection of sorts. Like there's there's no altercation, modification, adjustment. Nothing's happening if change doesn't cause you to feel slightly uncomfortable because that means that you're still well into your comfort zone and you're not being challenged by anything. And so I don't think, well, well, let me speak for myself. I know that it is the fact that I don't like that challenging portion of it. It's like, why can't, why can't it just be easier? Why can't it just be a transition that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. But again, if we're never challenged, then we can't really grow because growth comes from the challenge. Growth comes from you being uncomfortable and having to push yourself. It's just like a butterfly. In order for a butterfly to morph into this beautiful winged insect that, you know, is free to fly everywhere, it must first go through a crystallization stage. It has to go through that cocoon stage, right? So here it is. You first have a caterpillar. Everything is fine, but life is only seen one way. Uh, you know, while it's crawling around the ground, eating all the leaves and everything like this is life. And he the, the caterpillar can't become a butterfly without going through its cocoon stage. It needs that stage to help it transition for the next level in life for it to morph for it. to. And so we don't like the morphing. And so anyways, I've realized that you know, during that process, like, and I was looking it up, like, okay, how, how is this supposed to go? Because when I first got my hair twisted, I've got my hair two strand twisted before, right? I've even gotten my hair, um, uh, with the mini, uh, two strand twist and it was fine. But what was difficult is, is that, okay, normally when the, the, my hair starts getting frizzy, that's what I'm like, all right, it's time to take these two strand, these two strand twists out. And just wear a twist out. Well, there was not going to be a twist out. It was just going to be, you know, these two strand twists, which eventually turns into locks. And the transition of it just getting frizzier and frizzier, because I do have like about three different textures in my hair around my edges and in the back, uh, it would be categorized as like 4C. But when you get towards my mid back, all the way up to the front of my head, it's a gradual transition between 4B to 4A, I would say, you know, just because of like my, my mom's texture and everything. And so it's, it's, it's different. Like I never wore my hair out in a fro because of how my hair would look weird. Like the top part of my hair, you would have these looser, prettier, wavier curls, and then all around the edges and the back is like this thick 4C. I was just like, this just does not look good. So I'm not even gonna lie. I don't think I ever really embraced <laughs> my hair as an Afro. Like the only time you saw my hair out was if it was a twist out, not out, bantu, not out, um, you know, a braid out or whatever. Like that's the only time you saw it out um, because I had to define my curls myself. It could not just be in its natural state. I wore it like that a couple of times and it always made me feel awkward and weird, but I digress. So anyways, um, whenever my hair gets really frizzy and especially in the front, because again, I have that like 4B, 4A type of situation going on. 
it just really gets to me. And so my hair was just looking real dusty. <laughs> and I was just like, I cannot, this is, this is not what I expected. And the thing was, is that I had the picture in my mind of other people who did, um, their their locks and you know I kind of started the same way that they did with the two strand twist and then you know getting ready to get your your hair interlocked for the first time and I have a close friend of mine who she started her lock journey the same time I did we we started it around the the same time I think she started maybe a couple of weeks before I did but she did it herself and she did micro locks or she you know her hair is micro locks but she's she started off with the micro um two strands with and so I'm looking at her hair and I'm like it's all fluffy I see her hair budding it's like it just my hair it was just different I don't I don't know if it's how it started or whatever but like this is how I was looking at it I was just like man this is not what I expected and so the thing with my hair also is is that my hair was not layered prior to me locking it up okay my hair was the same length well let me not say the same length all around um, because my hair has always been shorter in the back and my mid to top section has always been longer. But like the mid to top has always been longer and has always pretty much been the same length, right? It's just been about the same. But once I locked my hair, it's like my hair decided to um, layer itself and I'm just like, what is going on? So now I have these shorter pieces in the front that are long enough to get into a ponytail. Now, the back is not long enough to get into a ponytail. It's always falling out. I always have to maneuver it in order for it to all stay up together. But like when I tried to do a crinkle set myself, like the front is just so much shorter it's not all, it, it just looks awkward. When I tell you this whole transition for me has just been a major process, it has been a major process. But what I have had to learn throughout these past two years is, is that embrace the process, embrace your own journey, stop looking at what the next person is doing. Stop looking at, you know, other people's locks, like embrace your own. Because if you, if I, let me speak for myself. If I don't embrace my own journey, if I don't love who, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. If I don't love who I am or just love my locks, I'm always going to be looking for the next thing. I'm never going to learn how to appreciate who I am becoming. And I, I know that what I'm saying is kind of intertwining with each other, but that's what that's what I meant at the beginning when I said that my lock journey has really shown me a reflection of my life's journey. Because with my locks, I really had to just look at them and say, well, first of all, her name is Frizzo. <laughs> Let me refer to Frizzo, um, who she is. Because one day I looked at Frizzo and I was just like, you know what? You doing your own thing and you really don't care about how I feel about it. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to be me and I'm going to embrace me. And once you learn how to embrace me, then that's when we can really get along. But at the end of the day, I'm going to do what it do, <laughs> no matter what you try to do to me. And I had to realize that about Frizzo. I had to realize that my hair was not concerned about what 
other people said, what other people's locks were doing, my hair was like, this is who I am. This is who I was created to be. Like, there's nothing that you can do. No product. Not, I mean, you can go buy a whole bunch of products, but what those products does for somebody else's hair is not necessarily what it's going to do for your hair. So until you realize that, um, this is going, this journey going to be a fight. So at some point you need to embrace it. Like, I felt like that's what my hair was saying to me. Like, I, I'm going to do me, boo. <laughs> Once you get on this train, then we gonna be good. But I'm gonna do me, and that that is what I felt like my hair was saying to me, because I was on my own journey, and I've I've you know I follow different um micro locks or lock pages on Facebook, and I also follow a couple of people on Instagram, just watching their journey, listening to what they talk about, the products and stuff that they use. But I'll say this because I saw somebody put this in the comments, right? One of the the posts that I saw on one of the pages that I'm following, a person put out a simple question, right? And their question was they wanted to know who else started their locks with um, two strand twists and whether or not, like how long did it take for their, their pattern or the two strand twist to like phase out where you just see the locks? And for some people, they're like, like myself, they were like, oh, well, I've been in the game for like two years and I still have my pattern at the ends. I, I'm I'm in the same boat. You can still see my two strand twist pattern. Matter of fact, there's, I have one or two locks where I can actually still put my finger through where it was twisted because that part of it just has not completely locked yet. And so, you know, some people were saying, oh, well, it only took about five months everybody's journey is different. And I think it's okay to ask the questions just to see like, okay, where you are in your journey. But I don't think it's necessary to ask those questions to actually try to mimic what somebody else is doing. Like you, it's good to speak to somebody who's already gone through the process so that you can kind of be aware of what may happen for you or avoid some of their, you know, mishaps or misjudgments or whatever. It's good to talk to people for that, for the knowledge. But it's not good to think that you're going to be a replica or your journey is going to be a replica of what they have. And I I think that was my mistake in the beginning. I, I think a lot of the times I may have looked at somebody else's, you know, journey or whatever with admiration, but at some point... It was like, oh, well, this is how it should be. And, and and this is what I mean also when I say that my lock journey has also just been a reflection of my life's journey because sometimes in life, you know, we can be so caught up in what we see happening with others. And it's like, oh, well, I'm in a similar situation, but your outcome is completely different from the next person, you know, and I think that's one of the things that trips us up as a people when it comes to God, because we know that God is no respecter of persons. We know what he does for one, he'll do for another. And so when we see him down somebody else's street and they're just blessing that person and we're like, okay, God, I know, you know, respect of persons. I know that you can do the same thing for me. You've done it before. You can do it again. And even when he's done it before in our own lives, we'd be like, oh God, you did this. You brought me out of this situation. So I know you're going to bring me out of this one, but we expect 
for him to follow the same blueprint. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. My word told you that I'm doing a new thing. I, I will still give you new wine. I will still, you know, watch over you. But the way that I have done it before is not necessarily how I'm going to do it again. I'm doing a new thing because I have to challenge you. I have to get you prepared for the next level. So I can't use the same devices or the same tactics as before with you this time because you know that already. I know that you can pass it when it comes to you this way. So I have to give it to you another way to challenge you to get you to change your way of thinking. And that's the thing, like his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. He is trying, he is transforming us because we can get so caught up to the routine, to the normal, that it doesn't even become like an intentional thing in seeking him. It becomes a habit. And it's not about habits. You know what I'm saying? It's about us growing so that we're really prepared for the next level. We're really prepared for what he has to to bring us next and so he's like no I got to take you through some new some new things it's not going to be the same as I've done for you and it's not going to be the same that I did for the other person because the other person has a different assignment and that's the other thing we don't all have the same assignments we are all members of one body but each of our parts each of each of our assignments are serve a different purpose you know what I'm saying we we it's there the assignment is different but the purpose all remains the same to bring him glory. But we we all have a different function. And our function is still very significant. It's still very much needed. But it's different. So we can't expect for the same thing to happen. And so, you know, as I reflect on these past two years, I've had to realize that. I've had to realize that my lock journey is not going to be the same as the next person. But there's nothing wrong with sharing the journey. There's nothing wrong with sharing how things have been like there was another person who was just simply asking a question um she was asking what are some of the things that you shouldn't do with your with your locks and you know it was a a simple question just like okay I want to know some things that I should probably avoid and I was reading the comments and one person was like asking questions like this and I was like oh that's kind of mean you know what I'm saying like I get it everybody's journey is different, but she's also just trying to learn, okay, what are some things that other people who are on this similar journey as me, what they have learned? I'm not saying that I'm going to take it as Bible and not do this with my hair. I know that everybody's hair is different, but I would like to know so I can go and do my research. Like you don't know why a person is asking the question that they're asking. You don't have to be rude about it. I I, I feel like that that answer could have been better stated. It could have been, hey, you know, what I've learned on my journey has been not to do X, Y, and Z. However, just remember, everybody's journey is different. So even though putting braids in over my locks did not work for me, it may work for you. Or, you know, one person, and, and maybe I got touched because they were like, oh, interlocking your hair. And so another person who has interlocked it, they're like, what is wrong with interlocking your hair? Like, it's an, it's an, old tactic like this is what they use in African cultures like what do you mean say more sis and so she was like because it's knotting the hair it's not locking it and I'm like I beg to differ I I I think in the beginning stages or even when you get a fresh um 
retwist, not retwist, a fresh retie that, yeah, you can pull your hair right back through the loop because it's not locked yet. But if you go down the rest of my lock, oh, it's locked. It's not just knotted. But again, that's just somebody's different viewpoint. You know what I'm saying? I think that the way that we give advice, it could be done with love. Um, it doesn't have to be so critical. Uh, I feel like sometimes when we are giving advice that it can come off as if like, oh, this is the only way. And some stuff that you, some information that you give, it's just facts, right? Like it's, it can be a proven fact that if you pull your edges too much, you're going to lose your edges. Like you got to be delicate with your edges. You won't have any if you're constantly pulling your hair back and pulling on it too tight and you know what I'm saying? Like that's a it's a fact that after a while, <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. But that doesn't mean that a person shouldn't pull their hair up in a ponytail. It just means like, hey, when you're putting in a ponytail, make sure that it's not too tight because you don't want to pull on your edges. Like there's a way that we can give information. And so, anyways, I just want to say I love my locks. I love the journey. I even love the part of the journey that I did not like as I as I was going through it. Because yeah, hands, hindsight is twenty twenty, And that's the thing. I was talking to Anthony about this the other day. I said, hindsight is twenty twenty. So when we look back, we realize how important and how significant those tough times were. But if we could change our perspective while we're going through the tough times to say, you know what, right now this doesn't feel good. But I know that if I change my perspective about it, I can enjoy the process while I'm in it. And that's the thing, right? It's just like when you're taking a trip to get somewhere. It always seems longer the first time you're making that trip because of the fact that you don't know what to expect and you're just trying to get to the destination. But along the destination, there's so much to see. Like, especially if you're you're going on a, a road trip somewhere, it's really hard to do it when you're on a plane because you don't see anything but the people that are on the plane with you. But you can make the most of a plane experience as well. You can enjoy a conversation with a stranger if you want to. You could read a good book, however you choose to spend your time. But the best type of trip, I think for me, and, and, and I'm saying this is like from my personal experience, the best type of trip for me is a road trip. Because while you're driving, you get to see how the, the scenery changes. And I enjoyed this when I had to drive from, I think it was Albuquerque uh, to, uh, oh my gosh, where were we going in Mexico? in New Mexico. I can't remember. But the trip from Albuquerque to um, wherever it was that we were going in New Mexico, just to see the mountains um, along the trip. Like I'm, I'm from Florida, so we don't have mountains in Florida to see the, the, um, the changes in the, like just the, the desert, you know, it was an experience. It was phenomenal to see. And I allow I couldn't really enjoy it as much as I wanted to because I was the one who was driving. But when um when I was riding with Anthony the second time we made the trip, I got to just look around while he was focused on driving. And I just got to absorb and to really just take it all in. I think there was even one part when um AJ and I were together that I actually pulled over to the side of the road to just take in the scenery and me and AJ just like did our own mini photo shoot out there. But that's what I'm talking about. Enjoying the process, enjoying the journey, making time to stop along the way. You're going to get to your destination. Listen, delay does not mean denial. Just because you take a pause 
on the trip to enjoy the moment or to make a memory does not mean you're not going to get to your destination. I And I get it. Well, Hen, I got to get there by a certain time. Okay, so if you know you have to get there by a certain time, then leave earlier. Leave earlier so that you make time for yourself to, to pause along the way and to reflect and to enjoy the moment. Because the thing is, is that time waits for no one. And when we are in such a rush to get somewhere and don't take the time to really enjoy it, we can't get those moments back. They're gone and they're gone forever yeah you can make new memories you can do you can learn from it and experience different things but now that's a different place in time and I I think I've shared this with you guys and I can't reiterate it enough those years where my children were in their like toddler and early adolescent phases you know I'm I made a lot of memories with them but a part of me is I, I, I have not gotten over that sadness. I don't think I've mourned it completely yet. But there's a part of me that just really is saddened by the fact that I was so focused on getting things done and having the house a certain way that I did not enjoy those moments with them more. I had plenty of memories with them. But I just, when I look back, I'm like, dang, I could have done so much more with them. I could have created more memories. I could have made, you know, mistakes turn into games. Like when they would mess something up instead of fussing, I could have turned it into a cleanup game. Like I could have looked at things so much differently. And I didn't. And I can't get that back, you guys. And the fact that I can't get it back, that's the part of me that I have not really let go yet. And I need to because I don't want to waste so much time on what was with what I that I can't control and I can't change. Um, and that and it doesn't keep me from making new memories. It's actually a reminder to, hey, go ahead and pause in this moment. Like the other day when my kids were asking to help me cook, normally I'd be like, well, I'm, I'm trying to be quick. I'm trying to get this done because it's already late and I want you guys to eat. I was like, you know what? Nope. Y'all come and help me. It's going to take me that much longer to get dinner ready, but this is something you're going to remember. I'm learning from my past to do things different in my present. And that's what it should be about. Enjoy the journey. Let, let's stop comparing. Let's stop being so focused on what we want or where we're going and just enjoy the process and the ride to getting there because we're going to get there. We're going to hit our destination. But right now, along the journey, along this process, soak it up. Because you don't ever know when you're going to get this again. You're probably not. You'll probably get something similar, but it won't be what you have right now. So don't let yourself miss out on that. Don't miss out on the moment to enjoy your journey and your process of where you are. All right, you guys, I hope you got something out of the message today. It is all in the message out of the episode today. It is always my prayer that you do. And if you want to share some feedback, because I would love to get it, you can always hit me up on hannahsworld00 at gmail.com by sending in a listener letter. Or you can hit me in the DMs or in a comment on Instagram at hannahsworld00. So until next time, peace out, world. (laughs) 